From that point on, everything that I thought was going to be was completely different. You know, everything about my life just wasn't what I expected. Those curveballs that come, they're more impactful when you're trying to operate on your plan. Change is difficult. It's difficult for everyone. Pivoting isn't always the easiest thing to do. Hey, you guys, before we start this episode, I love to invite you to join our In Totality Patreon community. This is a place where we lean into vulnerability and perseverance. Meet me there today. Join now at www.patreon.com slash Megan Ashley. All right, guys, see you there. Hey, you guys, welcome to In Totality, a place where we celebrate authenticity and openness. We're here for those who are willing to explore, those who embrace imperfections, and for those with open hearts and minds. I'm excited to embark on this journey with you. And while I can't predict every twist and turn, I'm certain that God will be by our side with every step of obedience. Welcome to In Totality with me, your host, Megan Ashley. All right, guys, here I am. I know, um... There have been a lot of different, you know, transitions and some pivots that needed to be made, but here we are. You are officially tuned into the In Totality podcast with Megan Ashley, me, me, I'm Megan Ashley. I'm still trying to get used to having, um, what is it, like a stage name? Um, But yes, I'm Megan Ashley and this is In Totality. Welcome, welcome. I'm really excited um, to start this journey. I am probably the most nervous I probably have ever been to do anything. If you have at all been following this journey with me, you know that I have been very, very, very against putting myself out there in the public or, you know, any of that. So doing this podcast is um, a bit scary. But I believe that God has given me the ability to share my journey and my experience and it actually impacts other people's lives. And so um, I think that that's a positive thing and I want to continue to, you know, serve in that way. So, yeah, this is the In Totality podcast with me. Here we are. Um, I think people... I don't know why or how I came up with the name in totality. I think I had some other names and I sat with it. And I think I remember telling Jordan and Jay like, uh, I don't know. Like I had a different name and I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Like I was kind of battling it. And um, in totality was something that I had started off doing with my blog or vlogs that I was doing for my close friends. And that name kind of stuck more because it's the whole of something. And I feel like in this next season, um, that is what God is requiring of me. He's requiring me in totality, all of me, not just a part of me, not just one sector of me, not just the me when I feel good or the me when I'm, you know, really, really desperate, but he's, he's wanting all of me in totality. And, um, because he's requiring all of that, that's what you guys are going to get from me. You're going to see a lot of my life, a lot of my journey, a lot of my processes and, you know, 
I don't know what this thing is. I don't know what it will be. I don't know, um, you know, much really of anything. I just know that I'm being obedient to uh, what God is calling me to do. And I'm doing it with you guys. So if you're here and you have been a part of my journey for a few years, I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so thankful that you are still, um, you know, interested in my journey. Um, if I've ever been able to impact you or, or help in any way, I'm so glad that you're back. And if you're new here, listen, this is going to be a place for people who are willing to consider. I think that's it. Are you willing to consider? Are you open-minded? Are you willing to see past what you believe that you know and open yourself up to something different? Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go on a journey. And and I pray that, you know, in this season, in this part of my life, that my 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 intention is to honor God first um, with this season of my life for the rest of my life um, and to honor you guys, to honor you guys in the way of being vulnerable, being honest. Um, being vulnerable means I have to expose some things about myself that might be hard. It might be hard for you to hear. It might, it might be hard for me to say, um, but it's always going to be with the intent to help you see things differently, give you hope, you know, make uh, cause you to consider having a conversation with God again. Consider trusting him. Consider putting your faith in him, you know. Um considering yourself, looking at yourself in totality, the good and the bad. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go on a journey. And um, I'm really excited. I'm really, no, actually, I'm not excited. That would be a lie. <laughs> I'm not excited yet. But I am, I am, um, I'm excited more about what God is going to do because he's been doing so many things in the last couple of months. Um, but I am a bit nervous. It is nerve wracking to do something on your own. I've, I am a team player. I like group projects. I love a group project. What I love to take a part of something and do really well with that part, right? And in group projects, I never wanted to be the presenter. And God has thrusted me into a season now where I get to do a group project, right? So I'm thankful that I still get to do the group project, but he has me as the presenter now. And it and it doesn't... um it's taking me totally out of my element, totally out of my comfort zone, but it's making me completely and totally dependent on him. And so, um, yeah, that's that's where we are. And I'm excited about what it will do in me and what it will do for you guys. Um, that's what I'm excited about. So, yeah, here we go. And I have Jay here and Jordan is on the mic and I'm so excited and Carla's still here and... You know, and they've all been like, you're an idiot. You got it. You're fine. And I'm like, I don't think I can do this. Um, but we're doing this and, you know, just completely trusting God and we'll see where it goes. But I am excited about, you know, the process and all those things. So, yeah, um, I I want to be very transparent with kind of how I do life and 
in order to give you guys, I think my best and to steward this properly, I have to invite you into like my daily practices and my daily routines and like what's currently happening. You are getting me right now in a very pivotal time in my life. Um, And so I'm going to be as transparent as I think is productive and helpful and kind of let you guys in on how I do life. So I do a daily devotional and this is Upon Waking by Jackie Hill Perry. I'm sure you guys know her. And um, she came out with this. And of course, I was going to get it. You know, I've had conversations with Jackie. She's amazing. Um, So these devotionals are really, really cool. This is a 60-day devotional. And I always thought devotionals were like, you open it up and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. a scripture and then it has like some prompts and like you, it's like a journal too or mm-hmm. something. I, I guess I kind of looked at it like that. But um, Jackie's devotioners are really cool because it starts off with a scripture, which kind of gives you like a reference to mm-hmm. what this is going to be about. And then she goes into um, a subject and it's only like a page, which I really like because it leaves you with like, these pondering thoughts and mm-hmm. questions. So yeah, because it's so like short and to the point, you're able to retain it and then you're kind of still eager for more and which I which I love. It leaves you kind of hungry and that's where like the scripture reference mm-hmm. comes in and then it leads you back to, to God's word, which is amazing too. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to read this devotional from today because I felt like it was very appropriate for what we're going to kind of talk about today um, in regards to navigating new seasons. So the scripture reference, I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but it's Psalms 23. And it's a very popular uh, scripture. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. That's the scripture. When David says, I will fear no evil, what comes to mind? Does the word evil stand out and raise its hand? The word has an extreme vibe to us, doesn't it? As if it should only represent the extremes of darkness, the devil, demons, or whatever comes to it. But when you see evil simply as the inverse of good, then the definition opens wide. By evil, David means both wicked and adversity, darkness and injustice, danger and depression, badness and betrayal. David walks through the valley of the shadow of death, aware of evil and refuses to fear it. This is an unfamiliar courage for many of us since we fear evil even when there aren't any shadows. In our friendships, we fear evil. That's why we refuse intimacy or anything like it. We fear evil of betrayal, of judgment, of disappointing them or being disappointed by them, of love being given then taken away. When anxiety hovers over us like a cloud of worry, it is because we fear the potential evils of the future. When anger settles in us, refusing joy, it is because we fear the lack of immediate retribution as a form of evil and only our anger can resolve. Unforgiveness is an expression of such fear. The angst being that if I release them of the offense, the offender will be free to do evil towards us again. Unforgiveness, vengeance, and being guarded won't keep you from evil, though it will instead cultivate evil in you. Not fearing evil isn't an activity by which we live in a dream world where evil is no longer a possibility. 
Where sinners are, evil is too. Mm, that was a good key point. Where sinners are, evil is too. David resisted fear by being secure in God's presence and protection. You don't have to fear evil when you're always good. God walks with you. He says, you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, which brings to mind David, the shepherd boy who killed a giant with the same items he used to protect his sheep. The resources the good God used to protect you are the same resources he will use to fight for you. Much of what you fear is so because our convictions about who we walk with is shallow. That is worth saying again. Much of what we fear is so because our conviction about who walks with us is shallow. We are in need of intimacy and revelation in the knowledge of him, wherein we believe we walk with God, a good one at that. We are invited to believe that he is Lord of hosts and the warrior of heaven. That in being for us, no one can be against us. Courage is a byproduct of faith, which isn't a feeling or a mere affection, but the commitment to trusting in the good shepherd. Hoping in him more than anything opens up the freedom of believing the best about our life. Instead of fearing evil, we can accept good. And that will surely follow us all the days of our lives. So this devotional, and it's so like God to do this to me on this day, because uh, I was experiencing the most like, mm, what's the best word to say? Doubtful and like the imposter syndrome, if I could bottle that up. That's what I was experiencing like in the last couple of days in the sense of I have to do this and completely there's nothing in me on my own that I can make this work on my own. Like I am not capable of carrying this in my own out of my own self. And so when I took the kids to school this morning, I usually take my kids to school and uh, the younger ones, Jonah and Caleb, I'll take them to school first. And then I come home and I pick Eli up and then I take him to school. But while I'm waiting for Eli to get in the car, I, it's when I usually read my devotional. So this morning I'm reading it and I am in a heap of tears. And I'm like, crap, I did my makeup. You know, I'm trying not to cry. But the fact that that was the scripture, the you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he's with me. And I felt like that was the exact thing I needed to hear because I was so fearful going into this. And still, like, it still doesn't feel, you know, comfortable or like something that is just easy for me to do. But there's a promise that he's with me. And I think, you know, when you go through and you're navigating new seasons, I think it's important to know that whether that season is something you expected or whether that season is something you didn't expect, it's important that you know that he is with you. And he and that's a promise. He's with you. He'll never leave you nor forsaken you, right? David says in, in, in another Psalms that I, I can make my bed in, in hell and you would be there. Or I can go to the top of the, the highest mountain and you'll be there. There's nowhere that we can go that he won't be with us. And, you know, 
I've gone through some extreme, you know, transitions in the last six months. And the only constant thing has been that he's been with me in the darkest, darkest of hours, in the lowest of moments, he has been with me. And I feel like if I were to encourage anyone, and if you're navigating through a new season, I think there are some important things that you kind of need to take inventory of as you go through a new season. So in May, I moved out of my house, um, newly divorced, and I moved into this new home and I had all these expectations. I mean, me and Jordan had a plan. <laughs> we had a plan. We knew. I, I mean, I remember looking at this house and thinking like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have these dinners and these, you know, For these sure. kickbacks and these, you know, everyone's going to be over and we're going to have such a good time. And I had all these high expectations that, you know, my life was going to be better. Um, I thought that um, by by closing that chapter, um, that everything was just going to be different. I thought, this is my new beginning. And I thought that it was going to be, I mean, I thought it was up. I was like, it's not to be lit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was newly single. And, and I wasn't really excited about being single. But it was like, I'm newly single. And like, you know... I well, I think that was the excitement there in the sense mm-hmm. of that freedom. Free. Yeah, I think it was the freedom of just like kind of depending on myself and not having to, um, I don't know, I, I just, I guess the freedom of it because of kind of how bad I was feeling previous. And um, I mean, the day, the day. That we got the last, when we moved the last piece of furniture. Yeah, the day we got everything in the house, it felt like the enemy was like, yeah, mm-mm. Like, he wanted me to literally lose. My, I mean, it was just one thing after another thing yeah. after another thing after another thing. And I will never forget. So my 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 porch wraps around. And I will never forget leaving Eli's um band recital and I got a text and I was really upset um or not upset I was hurt and um I'm on the porch pacing Mm -hmm. I I was just pacing back and forth back and forth and I called my mom and I was like having like when I say this anxiety attack was coming up so strong in me And I was trying to fight it. I was trying to fight it. And I'm talking to my mom and I just couldn't fight it. And I'm like, like almost to the point of hyperventilating. Like I was so, it took over my body in the sense of the fear um, that took over. And from that point on, everything that I had planned that I thought was going to be was completely different. From that moment on, everything from that moment on was different. And not only was it different, but it was extremely painful. It was extremely painful. And I wasn't prepared. Mm. (laughs) I was not prepared. And I think what we have to understand is that when it comes to seasons, 
we know that there's going to be a winner, mm. right? Like it's coming up. We know that there's going to be a winner. And what do we do to prepare for winner, right? Like we know that this season is coming up. So what do you start doing? You start taking out the mm. the warm clothes. Or if you have, if you blessed enough and you ain't got to <laughs> switch out your closets, you know, you used to keep stuff in the you attic sure. or in, in the boxes, basement, like go upstairs, clothes. go downstairs and get your summer clothes or go downstairs and get your winter winter stuff. You start to prepare for that because you know the effects of the season. If it's winter time, I know the effects of winter time. That means, and when I lived in Ohio, it's a little different here in Georgia. All I have to really worry about is it's cold. No, you have right? to bring out snowsuits, boots. In Ohio? <laughs> no, you don't understand. Your whole life had to be prepared. You had to make sure your windows were sealed as far mm-hmm. as like in your house. Because if any a little cold air would get in, it's freezing. You got to make sure your car you has the right tires. An hour before you have to leave. You yourself. have to warm your car up. <laughs> you have to literally warm it up to the point where, yeah, like before, an hour before you leave. Sometimes but you got to go outside and scrape. You got to make mm. sure you got your ice scrapers. You got to make sure you have salt. Salt. <laughs> You have to salt your driveway. You have to salt your... There's so many things that we have to prepare for. In the summertime, we have to prepare. We have to, you know, take out our summer clothes and, you know, we prepare for summer activities. Kids are out of school. Spring, we do spring cleaning. We prepare, like, with every season that's approaching, we know the season is coming and we prepare for it, right? And so I just wasn't prepared for this season because I wasn't keeping in mind that it was coming. Hard times are not not guaranteed to us. They're actually promised to us. Mm-hmm. They're guaranteed to us. You are guaranteed to die and you are guaranteed to have a hard go at it. Those are guarantees. You're going to experience turmoil. You're going to experience trouble. Those are guarantees. And I thought that by leaving that situation, which I know that God released me out of, I was walking into a, I thought I was walking into spring. I think I was, I thought I was walking into mm-hmm. a, and I was walking into a different season. It was like hurricane season. <laughs> like there's winter, summer, spring, and fall. And then there's hurricane season, Florida season. That's what I walked into and I wasn't prepared. It's like moving me to an island and, or it's like moving to an island not knowing that hurricanes come mm-hmm. and I have, I am not prepared at all. And then a hurricane hits and then what? I have not done anything to prepare. So that season or this season has been the, the most devastating, even than the previous season, I think only because I was prepared for that one. Mm-hmm. Like when, when my marriage ended, I, I was prepared for that. Because it had been ending mm-hmm, for a mm-hmm. while. So I was like prepared for that. When this season came, I was not prepared. Like, you want to talk about a curveball? Yeah. <laughs> a curveball. Really quick, you guys, I'm so glad you're enjoying this episode, but I just wanted to give you a quick heads up. You can also catch In Totality on video over on YouTube, which drops weekly. Simply search Megan Ashley, or you can find the link in the episode's description. Your ongoing support means the world to me. All right, guys, back to the episode. So when I say a curveball, but I'll say even in the practical sense, setting up my utilities, 
that was a curveball for me only because I had never set up my utilities before. I thought that there was a package deal. I thought I could get electric, gas, water, trash. I thought it was like, yeah, here's your your utilities. This is how much it costs. Here's your package. Sure. I had no idea that you have to call four separate companies. Then when I got to the trash, it's like you have to pick. It's like, do you want this type of trash company or do you want this type of trash company? I don't really care. I actually just don't want the trash here. So I don't actually care what trash company it is. But the fact that I had no idea all of those things were a thing, right? I didn't, I didn't expect the curveball when I had to meet up with my ex to drop my kids off and what that felt like. Even the boys' school being a curveball. Like- my kids had to change schools. That was a curveball. My, um, you know, everything about my life just wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that you, those curveballs that come, they're more impactful when you're trying to operate on your plan, mm-hmm. when you're trying to do things your way, when you're trying to um, do it out of your own will and out of your own power and out of your own ability. Th- those are when the curveballs hit hard. Like, you ever been, did you ever play dodgeball? <laughs> And a ball come and smack you like right here. Like it, mm-hmm. the ball is so big at that age, it captures your neck, Ooh. ear, and it's rubber. cheek, <laughs> jawline, and the in the temple. It smacks your whole side of your whole face right here. That's how the curveballs <laughs> were coming at me for the last six months. I mean, smack, I mean bad, right? Those those type of curveballs only mm-hmm. come and they are that painful because you are trying to operate out of your plan. When God says, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I wasn't asking God about his plan in the new season that I was approaching. If I had spent more time preparing for the new instead of focusing on how to get out of the old, If I would have asked him more about, okay, God, I know that you are releasing me out of this old season and you're bringing me into a new season. Equip me for what I need for this new season. Be with me. Let my ear be attentive to your voice. Let me hear you. And so I can get the instruction that I need for this new season so that my heart can be prepared and that I'm not getting a curveball that is tempting my heart to be hardened. I didn't pray those prayers. I was just so thankful to be released out of one season. I knew I, that season was so rough for me. I I could have I could have put all my money that this was going to be the time of I'm, I was going to live this most amazing, happy, you know, anxiety free, depression free, suicidal. I, I thought I was not going to have any of those problems. And the week I moved into my new home. And started what I thought was my new good season. All hell broke loose. Because you you don't get to determine when your wilderness season comes. You don't get to determine that. God does. Like God didn't, Moses didn't determine when the wilderness was, like when they got to be in the wilderness. He didn't decide that. God decides it. And the wilderness is really the place that, It's like this isolated place 
where you are forced to look at you and not the you that you hope that you are, but the you for who you really are. And it's just you and God. And that's it. And it is devastating. It's excruciating at times. It's extremely revealing. It's extremely hard. It's beautiful. It's so informative. It's this place that you are fully reconciled back with him. If you, it, but you have to take advantage of the opportunity, right? You have to really sit in it and be honest with yourself and be honest with God because he already knows anyway. He's not, he knows, right? You have to be real. And that is not an easy task. I've had to address um, abandonment issues. I've had to address rejection. I've had to address um, just me as a parent, as a mother. I've had to address um, some really difficult things within myself, some really hard things. Um, My lack of dependency on God, how I haven't really depended on him. And I think that that wilderness season is the thing that probably taught me the most is that I am completely and utterly dependent on him. And I think that that's what that season revealed to me the most and how apart from him, I can't really do anything good. It always comes up short. And I think, again, that's why I I was so strong about the name being in totality, because I have tried giving God parts of me or tried to give God seasons of my life instead of my entire life. And this wilderness season taught me that it it has refined me in a way and it's still refining me. It's um, it's the place where you develop perseverance. It's the place where you get to meet him as Jehovah Jireh, as Jehovah Nisi, as Jehovah Shalom. These, that, that is the place where I get to meet the one who created me, where he gets to tell me who I am. Not social media, not what I think about myself, not what my friends think about me, not what my partner thinks about me. What does God say about me? Who am I to him? And that's where this place has been. And if you're not prepared for it, it comes in like that dodgeball and it smacks you. And why were the balls rubber? Does anyone know that? Why Red and rubber. Does anyone know why they would do that? And then the other balls that they had, the, the squishy, squishy ones, they didn't go far. Unless you was a softball player. Unless, yeah, unless you were ready to throw your shoulder out but them red ones boy Mm. the school districts need to be I mean I think that was like a sick twisted like teachers was like yeah for sure let me watch them smack the hell out of themselves it's like that is insane to me y'all could have got better balls I can't tell if the rubber was for the grip of the throw or to learn to dodge (laughs) you better that's a good I bet you gonna move. Mm-hmm. I bet you see that ball coming. I bet you gonna dodge. I'll quit before I get hit by that. Ball. It's, it's dodgeball. <laughs> it ain't, uh, you know, softball. <laughs> it ain't plush ball. 
It's dodgeball. You better move. Or were those balls meant for kickball? Because we used to play say with we, kickball too, but and it was the same ball. They said we ain't buying on them damn balls now. Y'all gonna use this ball for kickball. You gonna use this for dodgeball. You gonna use this thing for uh whatever. That's what you gonna listen. You might have to play basketball with it. The budget is low this year. Okay. They put a string on it. Now it's a tether ball. It's like, all right, y'all. We can't use this ball for everything now. That don't even make no sense. But in, but yeah. <laughs> Live life like a dodgeball is coming. Because at the end of the day, that the enemy is looking to devour you. He's looking. He's looking and waiting for his opportunity to come in and smack you with that dodgeball. He is looking to for a place where you're not paying attention. Right. Because that's when I was when I was the person with the ball, I was looking for whoever wasn't paying attention. And that's the person I was smacking with the ball. Even if their back was turned, that was the best people to get. Mm -hmm. Hit them on the back of the head. They didn't see it coming. They're running about to pick up a ball. Then you smack. Right. Those were the people that were the ones that were not paying attention to where they were that didn't have their eye on their opponent, their opposition, their enemy. If you don't have your eye on your enemy, you have no idea where he's going to hit you from. And knowing how to navigate through a new season, you better know who your enemy is. The real enemy, not your homegirl that you're beefing with, not your man that you're that cheated on you, not your mom who you haven't spoke to in, you know, however long, not the ones that did you wrong, not the job that failed. Not the marriage that failed. Not not you. You have to know who your real enemy is when you're navigating in a new season. Because if you aren't prepared for that season, then I know you're not, you don't have your eye on, on your opponent. And he can smack you at any moment. And I'm telling you from experience because that's exactly what happened to me. I didn't have my eye on the enemy. And the hits that hit the hardest are the ones that you don't brace for impact for. Mm-hmm. Yep. And those are the feet. ones that do the most damage sometimes. Mm-hmm. Those 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 hits that come and you weren't preparing for that, those are the ones that do the most damage and or could or have the potential to do the most damage. Thank God. For the <laughs> rock. Thank God for the rock they, that one from which we stand. Listen, <laughs> you hear me? Because sure. when I say that type of do- the ball that I got hit with, <laughs> It could have shattered me. It could have, and it was sent to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I need you to understand that attacks are sent to destroy you. They're not sent to just bruise you up a little bit. The enemy is not just looking to, you know, give you a little shiner. (laughs) He's looking to destroy you. The Bible says that he he prowls like a, a lion, like he's looking for someone that he can devour, right? But the good news is, is that God's word also says that he searches, God searches, not the enemy. God searches to and fro looking for someone that he can strengthen. And I think that that's so kind of him because he knows that the enemy is also looking for the same person to devour, So while the enemy is looking for someone to devour, God is looking for someone to strengthen. And you just have to know who your enemy is and you have to know who your God is. Mm -hmm. 
Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition pack add-ons to help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done all the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals a week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com totality50 and use code totality50 and get 50% off. That's code totality50 at factormeals.com totality50 to get 50% off. All right, guys, back to the show. All right, guys, before we continue on with this episode, just a quick announcement. Black representation in media is super important to our community as it promotes diversity, challenges stereotypes, and allows for more authentic storytelling. It helps foster a sense of belonging and can positively impact societal perceptions and breaking down biases. Tabitha Brown, Ava DuVernay, Viola Davis, Issa Rae all have made significant contributions to film, television, and media paving the way for more diversity and inclusion. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories and Black truths. I recently listened to an episode titled The Civil Rights Generation. The show gives a deeper look into the stories beyond the history book providing firsthand accounts of what happened from the people who actually lived it. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR's Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices that are varied, nuanced, and Black. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, back to the show. I have That's to have good. my eye on my enemy and I have to have my eye on my God. I have to, well, at least I have to know who my enemy is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have to focus on him, but I have to know who he is and I have to know who my God is and I have to keep my eye 
on the one who created me, who loves me, who promises to be with me. Even when I walk in a valley that I'm scared of, he's the God that promises that he will be with me. He will stand with me. He will never leave me or forsaken me. And listen, going through this season, I beat myself up. I allowed myself to be abused by the enemy for the last six months because I have been, you know, the enemy will trick you and, and confuse you and deceive you into thinking that you are unredeemable, that there can be no redemption found in you. And I have to tell you that that is a lie. The whole purpose that God sent his son is to reconcile us back to him. God loves reconciliation. He hates division. He wants his family together. And not knowing and not preparing for what is promised, which is hard times, which is, you know, trials, suffering. I know it's hard to say. It doesn't sound encouraging, I know, to be like, hey, you're going to suffer. But we also know that this is the reality. In one way, shape, or form, we've mm-hmm. all suffered something. We've all lost something. We've all been disappointed. So it stands to prove that the text is true. And my promise or my intent is to always, always share with you guys in real time as best I can how to navigate through these seasons with a God-conscious mentality, Mm -hmm. with a faith-focused intentionality. That is what my intent is. I want to show you that imperfection isn't the goal. Or I'm sorry, perfection isn't the goal. Although uh, Although God calls us to, you know, strive to be perfect, he knows that we're never capable of being perfect, right? But active participation is what gets you closer to perfection. Mm-hmm. You got to participate. You got to participate. And sometimes in participating means that you have to do things that are hard. It, it means that you have to do things that don't feel good. You think that football players in the NFL, they sit at home all day and then on game day, they're able to get out there and perform And when? No. Before game day, there's so much preparation that goes into play. There's so much participation that they have to do. There's so many things that they have to to endure that doesn't feel good. People take ice baths, (laughs) y'all. Does that feel good? Ice baths don't feel good. I mean, I'm sure they you probably learn to appreciate them Mm -hmm. because of what they do to your body. But initially, think about the first time that you got into an ice bath, if you've ever been in. It feels like needles. <laughs> Everything in your flesh is telling you, get out, get out of here, get mm-hmm. out of here. We hate it here. Get out, get out, get out. It's too cold. I'm uncomfortable. It's too painful. But what? They stay. They fix their mind on the results of what this uncomfortable pain will do. Because although it feels uncomfortable right now, it's producing something in me. Not only is ice bath going to make you mentally strong, but it makes it heals your mm-hmm. body. How interesting! Yet when it comes to our soul, we in our in our in our spirit and our minds and our faith and our belief, we will we will run from anything uncomfortable. But maybe it's just like the ice bath. Maybe it will feel uncomfortable, and it will be the 
adversary to your flesh initially, but in the process, in enduring, in persevering, it's healing you. It's healing your mind. It's healing parts of you that you can't see, right? Mm -hmm. So I hope that you take that into consideration. If you're like me and you're navigating through a new Soho, Please. it's like, Jay, get your dog. Take her out the cage. And throw her, put her outside. in a room. She can come down here. I don't even care. All right. Not too much on Soho. Okay. That's Jay's talk. Jay has adopted Soho because I just can't with her. Um, Soho's my little dog, if you guys don't know. Um, but yeah, I pray that if you are navigating through a new season... Um, that you take these things in consideration. Know who your enemy is. Know who your God is. And always stay prepared. Always stay prepared. Encourage yourself through, through these new seasons. And don't let your past and don't let what the enemy lies to you, how he lies to you, and the things that he lies to you about, don't, don't focus on those things. Just know that he's your enemy. And if you know that he's your enemy, then you know that everything he says is a lie. And know that God is with you because that's his promise. So I hope this is helpful for you in navigating new seasons. I feel like we're all navigating new seasons. Um, and it's not always fun, but God has a plan for you. And I'm saying this in real time because I'm actually saying it to myself. God has a plan for me too. And I believe that the plan is to prosper me and not to harm me. As long as I stay obedient to him, as long as I stay in active participation and communication with him, I believe he will be with me and I believe he will be with you too. So, yeah. I I, I wanted to do something really, really special and I gave uh, a phone number to some of you guys so that you can call me, text me. I get, Some people, I guess, sent texts and voice notes and voicemails and we're going to read a few or, you know, let play maybe one voicemail and I'm just going to answer your questions. So if you're interested in maybe asking a question or you want to text or uh, send me a voicemail or whatever, you want to be a part of this because it's going to be a part of the show. If you want to be a part of this, then you need to join my Patreon. Patreon is going to be such an amazing place for those who enjoy my content and enjoy kind of having communication with me. It is going to be such an intimate little community and I pray that it grows, but I'm just excited even for the ones that are a part of it um, now. And we're just going to do some really special things together. So if you want to be a part of the show, you can join my Patreon and you can call, do a voice memo, text, whatever you want to do. And I'm going to I might randomly select you and you'll be a part of the show. Guys, it's it's actually me, so here we go. Hi, Megan. My name's Lexi. I just have a quick question. I want to know about your work-life balance and about managing the ideas that God gives you. So I have so many ideas, but I feel lost on how to start it because they're not small ideas. They're quite large. So I just want to know how do you manage that and don't get so overwhelmed when you have so many ideas, but it's like, where do you start? And about journaling, when you journal, how do you like start it? Okay. What was her name? Lexi. She said, I have a few questions, actually. <laughs> it was work-life balance, big ideas, and journaling, 
right? I'm going to try to answer all three of these. Uh, Work-life balance. I'm going to be honest with you guys. That's an area that I struggle with really, really bad. I am, I am not, um, I have not been doing the best when it comes to work-life balance. Um, in previous seasons, I have devoted myself to work in a way that I don't believe um, was healthy for me. I don't think that it allowed me to steward the most important thing that God gave me, which is my family. Um, I think that, so it's really hard to, to, to manage both. I think that the best way that you can help yourself have a balance is to have a plan for your day and, and get up early, start whatever activities you need for you, whether it's prayer, devotional, um, working out, journaling, whatever, get up a few hours before you have to start your day. And when I say start your day, I mean, whatever activities, get the kids ready for school, go to work, um, whatever those activities are that you have to start your day before you do that, wake up about two hours early and give yourself time for you. Pray, do your devotional journal, listen to music, just prepare yourself for the day, work out, whatever. I think that that might help. And then kind of planning out your day. So if I have all these work things that I have to get done, prioritizing those things, but also remembering to add your family as a priority in that. So if your day is only planned out with all the activities for work and your family isn't on that list, then there's no balance, right? Are you giving just as much time to the thing you know God gave you to steward, which is your family? Or are you giving more time to pursue your career or your content or your social media platform? Because what you do know is that God gave you your family. That's what you do know. You know that that's like a guarantee, Right. So I think that it's very important to make sure that you are stewarding the thing that God gave you. So if he gave you a family and he gave you a platform and he gave you a job or and he then you steward that well, too. But it has to be balanced. It can't be more of this, especially when the thing that you know he gave you and will always give you because they're always going to be a part of you, your family. You have to make sure that they always stay here. Right. So if this is my family and this is my work, I have to make sure that this never falls. If this falls, that's one thing, but this can't ever fall. It always has to be this, and I have to learn how to balance this with this. I think that's really important. Um, When it comes to big ideas, listen, we have a God that is a creator. He's the ultimate creator, right? So And the Bible says something in the extent of he will do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever imagine or think. So think about your ideas. Just know that they're microscopic in comparison to what God thinks, in comparison to what God can do. They're very, very small. So I know they feel very, very big. But remember, there's a God that's very, very big that is with you. And so if he gave you those ideas, trust and believe that he will help you steward those ideas by giving you the grace needed and sufficient enough for you to steward those ideas. I think you need to ask him, God, give me wisdom. Give me strategy. 
Give me insight to how to steward this big idea that you've given me. And he promises, I will supply your needs. According to his riches and glory, he will supply the needs. He'll do it. Take it one step at a time. All you have to do is be obedient. With every act of obedience, you get closer and closer. Take your time. The Bible says, write the vision out, make it plain. Write it down. Write it out. All of it. Um, What was the, the last thing? Journaling. I don't remember what her question was. What was it about journaling? She, how do you, how do you journal? Um. Journaling is just a, a a journey that I've been on for a long time, and I've done it in several different ways. I've journaled in the sense of they have been prayers, where I'm actually just writing out a prayer. Um, they have been angry, where I'm venting. The thing that I'm really upset about, I'm writing it out. Um, so journaling really needs to be whatever you feel like you want to communicate in that moment. How are you feeling? It's an, I, I, I think to sum it up, journaling is like your inventory. It's like taking inventory of, of you. How am I feeling? Where am I? Where am I mentally? Where am I spiritually? Financially, maybe? Where are my relationships right now? I think those, it's just taking inventory of your life. Um, I think that journaling is such a beneficial tool. I think that it is important to add journaling into your day at some point. I am not the greatest at it. Um, I was doing so, 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 so good. And my journal got stolen and it just knocked me off my rocker. But um, over the last couple of months, I've been doing better at it. And it, and it varies. It goes from prayers to just kind of writing out my thoughts. Um, so yeah, I think that pick up a pen, get a journal and just see what comes out. But keep in mind, take inventory. So maybe you should do that. Maybe we should have some sort of like weekly journal prompts and that will be a way for you to kind of, for those are that it's not easy to journal, or maybe it's your first time, or maybe it's your first time in a long time and it's a little intimidating. Take inventory. Think of it like that this week. I'm just going to take inventory of me. Where am I? What do I believe? Who is God to me? Where do I want to be at? What are the things that are grieving me right now? Do I have any unforgiveness towards anyone? That's what I mean by taking inventory. And it doesn't have to be those specific questions, but ask yourself some hard questions. Take inventory of your heart. Where's the posture of my heart right now? Where am I at in the most important relationships in my life? How have I stewarded those relationships? I'm just giving you guys examples of things that I have been doing um, when I take inventory in my journaling. So this week, take inventory. That's your journal prompt. Take inventory of you. Okay? Well, that's it. That's all I got for today. I love you guys. Again, I'm so thankful that you're continuing this journey with me. I know that it is, you know, change is difficult. It's difficult for everyone. Pivoting isn't always the easiest thing to do. Um, we're all creatures of habit and change is, is hard. I know that there are so many of you that have so many questions and, you know, maybe you want more details about how we ended up here, 
how I ended up here. Um, and I think that over time, God will reveal it. Over time. I think that what's most important is to continue the journey, continue to have hard conversations, continue to heal, continue to evolve, continue to grow. Nothing changes in that. And it just looks different. And that's okay. It's okay. And I'm I'm excited. And I'm I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for Jordan, who's it's her birthday today. Not today, the day we're recording this, it's her birthday. And um, I just love her so much. And she has grown so much in the last six months. Oh my God. I mean, even before then, though, you've been growing for a while. For and sure, but that was a. All right. She was like, I'll give my testimony about what this season has been for me. <laughs> um, and And Jay has been here, who is like, I could not have asked for a better brother, like mm -hmm. the best. Um, I don't know why that's going to make me cry. Mm -hmm. <sighs> no, fine. But for the both of them, um, you know, not everyone can be with you in the wilderness season. Not everyone can see you in the wilderness. It's very hard to see people in that space, you know. And um, the fact that God was so kind to send them at a time that um, was pivotal, I think that it just shows the kindness of him. And to be able to, you know, every single day we do a devotional, every mm -hmm. single day we talk about God, like to be able to have that type of, um, those type of relationships and thank you. And like just very like minded, I think all of us were very servanthood mind mm -hmm. mindful. Sure. You know what I mean? He prepared like prepared us individually. I think specifically for yeah you. for and this yes for us for sure. Um, but just the the things that and you know it's God because they they fulfill a need that you didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like only God knew I needed that. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know it's God because they have done things for me that I didn't have to ask. And it's not that like I was making it apparently mm -hmm. obvious either. It was just the little things for that sure. they did that I didn't even remotely insinuate that I needed and that's how I know it was God. And so um, I just want to publicly say how thankful I am for both of you guys and, um, you know, just the honor that I have for both of you. Um, I could never, 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 never repay, never repay. There are certain, there, there's a certain, uh, presence just doesn't have a price mm. and I can't express that enough. Just being there for someone. That's not good. doing something, mm -hmm. but just your presence. Sometimes people don't need you to fix anything. They just need you to sit with them, you know? And um, I have learned that this season, the power of presence in a way where I think I only knew it by doing it. Mm -hmm. And I actually got to experience mm -hmm. it for the mm -hmm. first time um, authentically mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. purely. Like it had nothing to do with them. <laughs> they mm -hmm. did things that had nothing to do with them. Nothing. It had nothing to do with them 
feeling good, looking mm-hmm. good. It didn't benefit them in any way. Like mm-hmm. stuff that I don't even know that they've done or that I didn't know that they did mm-hmm. until I was like, how did that get done? And they just, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, you can't put a price on that, which is how I know it's God. So I'm just so thankful for you guys and thankful that, you know, you get to go on this journey with me and we get to go on this journey together. And mm-hmm. I'm just very thankful for that. And I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful that you're still here, that you are still interested and, you know, still inspired and impacted. And I love you guys. And yeah, love here you. we go. Yeah, I love you too. The gratitude is so right mutual, hand. so mutual. It's a <laughs> honor and a privilege to Thanks. walk this walk with you and to have you as a sister, you know, in the same breath that you call me a great brother, you're a great sister in a, a lot of different ways. And you know, it's a it's definitely a decision to have people along with you, even in your wilderness. You know, it's a decision, and I'm grateful for your obedience across the board. I mean, even across the board on the team, I think our obedience has brought us together in a very divine way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That is going to allow things to move forward in a very divine way. Yeah. So, Jay's you, the best encourager, guys. I would tell yes. you, he is. <laughs> if you need a locker room, you need to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> if you need a locker room, like pick me up, encouragement. This guy, hands down, the greatest. And it's so funny because we mm-hmm. talk about all the time. We're like, because like you know, J- Jay's a man, so he dates, right? And like just we're just like it's, what? but but at the same time, we're like. Any person who gets to date Jay, who gets to marry him eventually, is going to be the most blessed, Mm -hmm. favorite, what did Carla say last night? Prosperously forever. Prosperously forever. (laughs) She will be blessed prosperously forever. Forever. She will be blessed prosperously (laughs) forever because he's the most amazing guy. But he's still my brother. And I still be like, Jay. (laughs) <laughs> driving me nuts <laughs> but yeah I'm excited um, and I'm thankful for you guys thank you thankful for you here so we much. go here we go alright guys listen if you've made it through this whole um, I it's crazy I thought I was for sure not gonna cry but obviously I did if you made it through this whole episode make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel please go check it out and listen even if you don't like to listen to podcasts on Spotify, you don't like the audio version, you're more of a visual person, that's okay, but just go head over there and leave a comment that you liked it. It helps. Just go leave a comment, give me a rating. Um, yeah, like, comment, subscribe, go to my Patreon, share the content. If there's anybody in your life that's navigating a new season, a friend, a family member, a a, a child, whoever, If they're navigating a new season and there's something in this episode that you believe is going to help them, send it to them. Share it. The best form of advertisement is word of mouth. So don't keep it to yourself. Share it. Share it. Share it. Share it. Um, I love you guys and I'll see you next time. Hey, you guys, before you go, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for your love and support. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and share it with a friend or a family member. If you could do me one huge favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a heartfelt review. It helps others just like you discover the podcast. You guys, let's continue to spread the inspiration. For more about me and the podcast, visit www.themeganashley.com. Until next time, stay encouraged that you are so valuable 
valued and so loved.